It's a story that many of you are familiar with, I'm sure. Here's how Boston Globe columnist Peter Schwarm told it in an article he wrote a couple of weeks ago. He said, under the canopy at the TJ Maxx store, Glenn James sat among the shopping carts shaded from the late summer sun. As shoppers bustled through the South Bay Plaza Saturday, James proofread a letter resting on the bag he brings with him when he panhandles. As he read, James noticed the young man nearby sitting on an overturned carriage. He had a bag too, a black backpack at his feet. James went back to his letter. When James looked up again, the man was gone, but his bag was still there. After a time, James went over to see what had been left behind. Inside, he found $2,400 in cash and nearly $40,000 in traveler's checks, along with a passport and personal papers. For a homeless man who subsists on food stamps and spare change, it was a staggering sum, maybe even a chance at a new life. But James, a slight, bespectacled man in his mid-fifties, who says he's been homeless for five years, said the thought of keeping the money never crossed his mind. Even if I were desperate for money, I would not have kept even a penny of the money found, he said Monday in a handwritten statement. God has always very well looked after me. James immediately flagged down police, who in short order returned the bag to its owner, a student visiting Boston from China. James, a man who lives in a homeless shelter and relies on charity for change to wash his clothes, had returned a small fortune without a second thought. Glenn James, my brothers and sisters, did the right thing which I dare say for most people in his situation would not have been the easy thing to do. But then again, Jesus never said that, that doing the right thing would be the easy thing. In today's first reading, we heard about Naaman. Naaman was a Syrian army commander who was afflicted with leprosy at the time of Elisha the prophet. We are told in that text that we just heard that he went to the Jordan River one day, jumped in seven times, and was cured. Now, he did that for a reason. He did that because the prophet Elisha had told him to. But you see, for Naaman the Syrian, that was not the easy thing to do. We don't get that message from the brief portion of the story we heard in today's first reading. But if you read the whole story, you see that nor was it the pleasant thing for him to do. In fact, when Elisha the prophet first instructed Naaman on the matter, Naaman got really upset. He was livid. He wanted Elisha to cure him with some spectacular ritual or by having him bathe in one of the great rivers of his native Syria, not in the Jordan River. Muddy, yucky Jordan. But, as we heard a few moments ago, Naaman eventually did the right thing. So did the leper in today's gospel, 
who returned to Jesus after he realized that our blessed Lord had cured him of his leprosy. And it seems that this was not the easy thing for him to do either. I say that because it's pretty clear from the way the story is written, this was a gradual healing. Sometimes when God heals miraculously, he heals people instantaneously. But other times, he heals gradually. And so it was here. It obviously didn't happen when these men were physically in the presence of Jesus. It occurred sometime afterward. The text says, as they were going, they were cleansed. So the question is, how far had they gone before they came to this awareness that something great had happened to them? How far had they journeyed away from Jesus before they realized they had been healed? Was it five miles? Was it ten miles? Was it fifteen miles or more? Well, from the way the story is written, we don't know exactly. But it was probably far enough to make it very inconvenient, very difficult to go back. So nine of them didn't even bother. Nine of them apparently didn't even try. My brothers and sisters, we are all challenged every day to do the right things. To do those things out of love for Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We are challenged each and every day to do the right thing and say thank you to people who help us. And by the way, thank you is an attitude, is an expression that's becoming passé in our society. How many times am I at an intersection and I will let another person go? Not even a wave, nothing, nothing. We've lost the ability to say thank you. Maybe not the ability, we've lost the desire so often to say thank you. Each and every day we are challenged though to do that to thank those who help us. We are challenged each and every day of our lives to do the right thing and forgive people who have offended us. As many times as they offend us, we are challenged to forgive. We are challenged each and every day to do the right thing and be patient. We are challenged each and every day to do the right thing and be pure and truthful and charitable. And let's face it, let's be honest about it, often it's not easy. Next weekend, Father Daniel McCaffrey will be here challenging couples to do the right thing in their marriages. And sometimes we fail. All of us do. We're sinners. But the good news is this. Even if we fail and do the wrong thing in a given situation, we can still do the right thing in response to having done the wrong thing by repenting and by confessing if necessary, and so we can be restored to grace. As St. Paul puts it in today's second reading, even if we are unfaithful, he, Jesus, remains faithful. That is such an important line to try to remember. That is such an important truth. That's a truth that should give us all incredible hope. And this, by the way, is why Pope Francis said in an interview a few weeks ago that, and here I quote, the proclamation of the love of God comes before moral 
and religious imperatives. The proclamation of the love of God comes before moral and religious imperatives. Now, the secular press misinterpreted that, as they usually do with religious things. They misinterpreted that to mean that the Holy Father was downplaying the importance of the commandments. That is 100% wrong. What the Pope was saying is that we need to focus on God's love first whenever we discuss, whenever we consider the commandments, because God's love is primary. St. Paul says here that Jesus Christ always remains faithful, even when we don't. In other words, he always loves us, even when we're in the state, or if we're in the state of mortal sin, even if we are the worst sinner on planet Earth right now, He still loves us. But He loves us too much to allow us to stay in the state of sin. And so the perfect and faithful love of Jesus is always calling us to repentance when we're in the state of sin, so that we can be restored to grace. See, he remains faithful in his love even when we are unfaithful in our sin. That's good news. Because it means we can always turn back. Doing the right thing by repenting brings a reward. The reward of forgiveness. And the reward of eternal life if we persevere in the state of grace. Doing the right thing in other dimensions of life also brings a reward. In eternity, most definitely. But sometimes, also here on this earth. And that's a great bonus, isn't it, whenever it happens. Naaman's reward, for example, was his physical healing. He was cured of his leprosy. As for Glenn James, when his story became public a few weeks back, a 27-year-old man from Virginia named Ethan Whittington, who incidentally has never even been to Boston where Glenn James lived or lives. This man, this young man, Ethan Whittington, was inspired to do something when he heard this story. He decided to start an online fund to help Mr. James get off the streets and get the medical help he needs for his chronic illness. Glenn James has a rather serious inner ear disorder called Meniere's disease. Well, when I last checked it on Friday, the total raised from people all over the country who've heard this story was over $157,000. It's a pretty nice reward for doing the right thing. Glenn James gave back the $42,000, and he'll end up in the end with at least $157,000. God bless him. And I confess, I even threw in a few bucks myself. Because the story inspired me. May it inspire us all to do the right thing, even when there is no earthly reward attached and especially when doing the right thing is not the easy thing.